right, good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always, with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are PS This Is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast, and this is episode 182. And this is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on with the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash PS This Is Awesome. Go visit us on Twitter at PS This Is Awesome and Tumblr, PS This Is Awesome.tumblr.com. If you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PlayStation Network, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at jakesaw01. And as always, you can write the show at pssisawesome at gmail.com, but don't forget to share the show with your friends. Make sure to leave comments, rate our podcast as you see fit. It helps us with the algorithms, helps push us closer to uh, being famous. This is not really our goal. Um, But with all that out of the way, uh, we do have a video podcast, and we are a little bit late again, but uh, that's just what you're going to get because we're Pennsylvania boys. And we don't get a whole lot of nice uh, weather. So we're finally getting some decent weather. We are upon Memorial Day weekend. By the time you're listening to this, it might be Memorial Day. But Jake, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Good. I mean, about as good as could be expected. I have next week off, so starting my vacation. Uh, I didn't realize that you had next week off. That's fantastic. Well, more or less. I'm probably going to spend most of it working on the house, so I don't know if you consider that vacation. Ah, it'll be fun, though. The fruits of your labor, you'll get to enjoy them for years. It'll be mm, good. <laughs> more, like, more like days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. But yeah, dude, um, I'm doing all right. I, uh, man, I don't, I don't know. I don't really have a whole lot going on. But I do, so I don't know if you heard Charlie, uh, our dog, had a loose front tooth right in the front of his mouth, mm-hmm. and uh, it, like it was loose, like it looked like it could, like the wind could blow it out of his face. You know, it was that loose. But what you know, what we don't know is how long those roots are. They go way up in, and it's weird because he's a healthy dog. He's got like he's got really healthy chompers. Apparently, well, we took him to the vet, and he doesn't like male uh people he doesn't like guys he does for the most part he, he he's a little apprehensive i think that's common among some dogs but uh he doesn't he doesn't like that so the the vet that we got um that day was a male vet and uh they they toggle between this uh woman vet and this this male guy and um he was kind of snarling at the vet a little bit and he i don't think that got a good look at his teeth and i had him home later that day and i said let me take a look at your teeth charlie and i flipped up his gums and he had this one tooth that was just like like just kind of dangling I was like what the fuck is this and uh anyways we uh they took him back and uh we told him that they missed it and then so they planned all this shit dude it's not cheap to have a dog's teeth cleaned and it's not cheap to get an extraction I don't know how much you know about this mm-hmm. definitely not cheap where we're going um it seems like a little more ritzy of a vet, you know. It's not like a mom and pop place. Like it's it's a nice place, but you know they're essentially doctors. So uh, I'm friends with a veterinarian actually. Uh, but anyways, besides the point, um, we get them up there. They look at it and they're like, okay, yeah, you know, we're gonna have to put them out if we're gonna do it. You know, has he ever had his teeth clean? We're like, no. And I'm thinking, what animals really need their teeth clean? Like, they're animals, you know what I mean? But then I'm like, well, you know, clearly something's happening to him because he's losing a tooth and he's only like six years old and he's a little dog. So, well, all right, let's clean his teeth. Let's, they schedule it for Wednesday, right? Which happened to be my birthday. 
And uh, so I had that day off because I always take my birthday off of work. And then we run him up and a uh, little, little nervous about it because it involved him getting put under. Um, he's neutered and stuff. So we knew we wouldn't have any kind of like uh, chemical reactions to it or anything. He's been, been put down before, no allergic reactions. But then we get a call. And they're like, uh, Charlie has an enlarged heart. We're not going to be able to put him under. We don't know if anything's wrong with his heart. So we got to do x-rays now. And I'm like, oh, fuck thinking like this might but then i'm kind of like you know what it might save some money right so uh they do x-rays uh you know cardiovascular disease is common in smaller dogs and uh x-rays come back fine and they said that they did yank his front tooth without putting him out uh because it was that loose she said it was looser than last time and they were able to just like pluck it out root and everything came right out put him on some antibiotics good to go right they didn't have to do the anesthetic. They didn't have to clean his teeth. The bill for this was like $150 more than what it would have cost to have his teeth done. And I Googled what an x-ray for a dog costs, right? An x-ray for a dog costs like $150 bucks to $200. Bucks. Mm-hmm. Fine. His tooth thing was like getting him put down, not put down, but put under, doing the EKG on his heart, keeping the fluid drip on him, everything. So like when he comes out of it, he's like as healthy as he can be, you know, very minimal risk was like going to be like 600 some dollars, like crazy. So that's why that's why tooth stuff is so expensive is because they got to put them under. That's what's expensive. It's not the actual tooth cleaning. Right. So how? So how? I'm starting to think about this. How is it that they didn't do that procedure and all they did was yank his tooth, which they told us when we went in that the, the tooth removal was only $10, right, to remove a dog's tooth. It was only 10 bucks because it's right in the front. It's real wobbly. It's like it's 10 bucks to take his tooth out. But it's all the other stuff we have to do. And I'm like, okay. But then they call and they say, well, we can't put him out. But we're, but we're getting charged like 700 bucks now. And it's like, did they – fuck up maybe maybe they left all the procedures on and they forgot to wipe out some of it we're gonna look at the receipt it seems a little crazy but he's doing well i would have just asked him yeah i mean i, just, I, I wasn't just up there up i wasn't i wasn't up there it was chelsea who went in to, to, to pay for it you know what i mean so i would have asked him too we have the receipts so we're gonna have to call anyways he has to go back up check his liver functions now because he's been on antibiotics now I just swear, dude. I, mm. Anyways, I love him to death, but uh, that was how I'm doing in a nutshell. <laughs> I've got all that shit going on. Uh, doing good, though, man. We have a gig tomorrow, uh, meaning Saturday, you you, uh, and me, but I think it's going to rain on us. Well, it is what it is. I mean, Sarah really hopes that it doesn't get canceled because her sister and his her boyfriend are going to come to the show and it's the last time they will be able to see us before they move to california so oh, man i've got if some, it gets canceled i got some people from pittsburgh that might be coming as well so yeah we'll see what happens jake let's quit talking about our personal lives and get on with some playstation related topics i just know the listeners missed us and they wanted to hear us chat for a minute um dude i finally beat nino kuni 2 it's done mm-hmm. 48 hours done nice mm gone deleted the moment i beat it and i rolled credits 
Exit out of the game. Delete. <laughs> Didn't even upload the save to the cloud. Don't even give a shit. It'll probably upload on its own, but done. Yeah. Dude, just done with that game. It was a good game, but it overstayed its welcome for sure. Some of those games, they get so grindy towards the yeah. end, man. I just, I'm so glad it's done. So with that being done and my birthday having come around, like I mentioned earlier, I did pick up MLB The Show 21. It was on sale for $60, which doesn't seem like a sale, but the PS5 version is 70 so I got it for 60 And, dude, this game is awesome. It's let me. I'll just touch on two points about this game because I think there are listeners who, who may actually be interested in this game. There, are, uh, the the modes that I am enjoying. Road to the show is fun. It's just like you play your character and you try to get them up through the ranks, right? But the one that I didn't think that would interest me at all is called Diamond Dynasty. So the way that it works is the show, the game, the show. I'm gonna be the show every day. It gives you a couple challenges, and I don't. You probably don't. You know baseball well enough to understand it, uh, the lingo and stuff. So, like, it'll give you challenges. It's like, okay, you're, uh, I don't know, Doug Drabeck pitching in the bottom of the ninth against the blah 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 blah, and you have to uh, n- not allow the other team any hits this inning and, and save the game or something, right? Like, meaning win. And then if you do it successfully, you earn these in-game tokens. The tokens then can be redeemed for packs of digital cards of current players and former players. And whichever ones you get, you can either sell them for more tokens or keep the cards and use those players in your online baseball team to play other online people. So you can... so they're basically copying like the ultimate team shit from like FIFA and stuff. Maybe I don't know. I'm not familiar. I mean, with I, mean it. I don't know. I the the uh, the um, the challenge mode is not similar. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think anyway. But like the the way that the ultimate team thing works is like it's kind of like you're talking about where you get these like cards that are like these players and stack then you can, your team. But it's it's it sounds kind of like they they went further with it in the show, like making them, you know. I don't know. Like I said, it sounds very similar, but it's a really, really neat idea. Yeah, it's real fun. And then, so you can, there's like, you can just do a quick sell of a card. If you get doubles or something, you can quick sell one for more more of those digital coins or whatever, so you can afford more packs. You complete various missions daily or through like um, these timelines. Like if you play the game nine days in a row, they give you a free pack of cards or something. And then, you know, these cards, these pack of cards aren't super easy to get. Um, you have to work for them, and uh, the the cool thing about it actually is that there are so many baseball players that when you open a pack of cards and you get someone legit, you're like le- you're like legitimately stoked, being like, okay, how can I integrate this guy into my online team? And like, it's even playing field because everybody has access to all these cards. It's just whichever ones you draw. Then you get to decide how to put, you know, you can put people into out of position. Like if I have a first baseman like Don Mattingly and I want him as a hitter, but I still want him on my team, you could put him on the bench and call him in as a pinch hitter, or you can put him in an out of position position. Like you can make him like third baseman and see how he does there. Probably won't be as good, but you can shift these guys around and it's kind of interesting to kind of like create your team that way. I've got Hank Aaron in left field right now. I've got 
man, I don't even, I think I got Griffey Jr. and Wright. I'm so excited, man. My team, and I, and I, I'm going four, I'm four and oh on my online matches, and it's a full nine innings, and those matches get crazy because you're pitching, and like, man, oh man, it gets heated because baseball is like a game of chess. It really is when you're, when it's one on one, like, it's fun. So you're trying to like pitch like strike up strike your opponent out online is so fun. You're throwing them some junk and then you're throwing them like a, a mean curveball and then you're getting your relief pitchers warmed up that you have cards for and you're like, ah, I'm gonna get them. Four and oh man, I'm doing good. I'm loving it. I'm glad you like I'm glad you like it. I, uh, I heard just just, you know, online that the show twenty one was is not being as well received as the last couple of years. But it's why. been a while since you've played uh, one of the show games. 2012, man. Yeah, so I'm sure it's way better than 2012. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's but a lot of fun. Cool. I, I will say that like there have been a couple connection issues when I've tried to play a couple of people where it's been you've you've been disconnected from your opponent. And then it gives you it gives you a win. So I think I got one free win like that. The other one I I didn't get a win. I didn't get a loss. So there, maybe that's what they're griping about is like con- connectivity issues. Maybe with all because this is the first year it's cross platform. Like it's on Xbox now, right? So I could play somebody on Xbox. And I think that might yeah. be causing some of the network issues. If I'm being honest. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I, I didn't read any or listen to any of the reviews about it. I'm just. Just what I've kind of heard yeah. about it, yeah. Interesting. And then I do want to get through the Battlefield Five campaign. I know you said you played it, but it was a free game here recently, so mm-hmm. um, I want to do that. But Jake, are you still whittling away Returnal, or, or have you moved on? I beat Returnal. No, did you really? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I uh, it took me, let's see, like thirty three hours to beat Returnal. Wow. Um, long. which is so weird because no, sorry, it wasn't that long. It, it was 33 hours when I quit playing it, um, which was yesterday. And it, I think it took me 27 or 28 hours to beat long. it, which is, which is weird because like, you know, and I don't, you know, I don't consider myself really a great gamer just skill wise, but I don't think I'm bad. I mean, I play enough games that I'm like, okay. Yeah. And, I was listening to some reviews, like before I bought it, I was listening to a bunch of reviews and I think one of them, maybe it was like the IGN review or ACG or something like that. And they were talking about how like they finished the story content in 18 hours. Mm. So I was like, Oh, okay. You know, that's pretty standard for a Sony game, whatever. It took me like 10 hours longer than that to do it myself. And I think the biggest problem with Returnal is the the randomness of it like you will get a run where everything drops in your favor you get a sick loadout and you can just wreck shop as long as you're semi-competent in like dodging the enemy projectiles and knowing the patterns and all that kind of stuff yeah but the next run you'll get fucking nothing and you'll run into room after room of like really hard enemies and you just get fucking owned. And it's, it's so, it's so unbalanced in that way that it's bizarre. Like to give you an example, it took me, like I said, 28, 28 hours to beat it. And there are six 
biomes or levels in the game. Mm-hmm. And each, each level has the boss at the end of it. And the first three biomes, it took me probably 20 to 23 hours to do. So the end of the game was easier. And then once I beat that third biome, it actually is probably more than that. Because once I beat that third biome, I beat four, five, and six on the same playthrough. I never stopped. What? Yeah. And because I had just, I had accrued such a, just a baller loadout. Yeah. That like everything I had complemented each other. I unlocked this type, you unlock this type of weapon in like the fourth or fifth biome that's called the uh um some kind of like pillar launcher thing basically what it is is you shoot it and it shoots these projectiles and when wherever they hit they stick and each projectile has like laser beams that connect each other and also go to the bad guys so like it like if you shoot them all over the room it creates this like wild network of these fucking laser beams that do constant damage until like a certain time expires and then they kind of go away they they go away um and that's one of the stats is like how long do the beams last oh that's cool and uh once I got that weapon, I was like, oh, this makes the game so much easier because what you can do with that, and this is kind of like a, a pro tip for anyone who's struggling with the game, if you can get to that weapon, basically all you have to do is then aim in the general direction of the bad guys that you're fighting. Just fire and <laughs> focus all of your energy, focus all of your energy on reloading and dodging projectiles. So you can basically focus on dodging projectiles and not aiming. Now, the guys, like the purists out there are going to be like, oh, I sh- you should be able to do it with like... I'm sure there are guys who can who can play the game start to finish with the fucking pistol. And, and they're just that sure. good. They can dodge yeah, there's and always do someone all that like shit that. at the same Never, time. Yeah. Right. But this is like something that kind of gives you a little bit of a heads up. And there are some, there are some things that you discover about the game some artifacts you can get that will allow you to respawn and things like that but like and you learn how to like properly take risks to get the malfunctions and stuff which give you negative attributes but they also give you positive attributes and like how like you know you should maybe spend all of your time at the beginning just like trying to collect as much of the the currency resource as possible Mm -hmm. so that you can get some of these good artifacts that are like they're not permanent, but they're permanent for that run, like a like a passive upgrade, a buff for you, right? Um, and so, like, I kind of like learned all of that. And once I got through the third boss, which, dude, the third boss in this game is so fucking cool. Like, I I mean, if you if you don't play the game, just like watch like video of the third boss. And, like, it's literally like an arcade game. It's so cool. There's a spot, like, there's three phases for every boss. And the third phase, like, your ju- first two phases, you're jumping across all these platforms, shooting this boss as he's, like, shooting these patterns at you. And there's this one pattern where it's, like, I'm trying to think of, a like, one of the old arcade-style analogs. But, like, imagine it'll be, like a pill- like, a bunch of pillars 
of projectiles coming at you and then there'll be a wave behind it that's offset and a wave behind it that's offset yeah, and it yeah, looks yeah. like as you're dodging it it looks like you're going down this fucking tunnel like it's so awesome like i i'll be honest with you like i still think that the saving thing is a huge problem i still think that the um what the, I, I believe it's what they refer to in the industry as RNG, which is I think stands for random natural drops or something okay. like that, which is like how the game randomly gives you stuff and like randomly generates the enemies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I think that that's still very unbalanced. Like I said, you have some playthroughs where it's like you die on the first fucking level right. or you have some playthroughs where you just get all the baller shit and you can do whatever you got to do with a little bit of luck. And uh so, like, I beat the game, and then it was like, oh, if you start back over, you can get more of the story. What? So, I'm like, oh, so I'm like okay, and I hate this shit. Yeah, Nier Automata shit. Like, did it. Nier Automata, to be fair, this isn't as, Nier Automata's fucking bonkers, and I think Nier Replicant's even worse, where it's like, you gotta play the game all the way through, literally, like, four times to get the whole story. But, like... But it was like, okay, whatever, you know, because there's this thing where, like, if you beat a boss, you remember from the trailers, there's, like, the house, the creepy house. Yeah, yeah, It's, yeah, like, yeah. your house from home, but for some reason it's here. So, like, every time you beat a boss, like, when you get to that part where you find that random room where the house is, mm. the light will be on in the house, and you can go inside of it, and it triggers this whole new story yeah. cinematic sequency thing. So, like... I beat the game and the next time through, like it gave me more story shit and it was really cool. Like it wasn't, it was just additive. Like none of it was flavor, right? Yeah. It was like flavoring, like some cherry on the top, you know, frosting on the cake shit. And it was pretty cool. And then like, I got all the way to the end and I beat it a second time and I didn't get anything out of the second ending. So I was like, okay, well I must be basically done. Like, like, like there's some there's there's like some you know uh, like glyphs and stuff that I can find on the levels that translate these like alien shits that you read and all this stuff and like yeah okay I can find more of that stuff but that stuff is less interesting to me than the story of Celine and like what how she got there and like all that kind of stuff so um, but yeah it was so it's so wild dude like I beat the game in whatever it was like 28 hours and then the second time it took me four like four hours like it it was so like just because i kind of knew at that point what to do now like another kind of thing i got to kind of give them credit for given that they don't have save points and they shouldn't have to do this anyway but there is a halfway point in the game where if you get past the third level it like does a kind of reset mm. and from now on every time you die you start after the third level and you so so it's like in two acts you get what i'm saying mm-hmm. so it's like act one and act two and if you get through act one beat the third boss then it comes back and now you're playing you can do the fourth fifth and sixth uh biome and die, and you just start on the fourth biome. Do you get what I mean? So if so you like, beat boss two, you have to go back to the beginning of the game. Correct. Wait, if he beats but, you, if the second boss beats you. 
Yes. But do you have to fight so, the so, first boss again? No, 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 no. Okay. So, so every time you beat a boss, you get like a key that unlocks a fucking doorway. And so like if I beat boss one, it gives you the crimson gate key that makes is sense. what they call it. And then it's like, okay, so now I just got to find the room where the crimson gate is and I can go to the second biome right away. I don't have to fight the first boss again to get to the second biome, which is great because in my opinion, the first boss is the hardest fucking one in the game. Just because you're so like under experienced and you're like the weapons aren't yeah. nearly as good. And I'm sure like if I went back and fought him now with all that I know about how to play it, it wouldn't be nearly as hard. Yeah. But it is a bit of a learning curve. And I've heard a lot of people online say that like they struggle with that first fucking boss. Yeah. And and the third biome is another one that's very like very difficult. Dude, that's why but I quit playing Neo, that, I think. Right? Was it Neo that has the first boss in the pirate ship? The first boss on the ship is just impossible. Yeah, I fucking yeah, quit. I, I played him probably 30 times, and I couldn't beat now, him. Now, it's not, it's not that bad. I, it, I think it took me three times to beat him. But it was just like, you know, I think in Neo, right, there's like a, there's like a waypoint relatively right close the to where boss. the boss is. So you can just go do it over and over and over again. Whereas in this, you got to like play through the level to get to the mm. boss recollect all your shit yeah, get to the boss and fight him so yeah it sucks when you have to do it three or four times to get through him but at least you're not doing it like neo where it's like he's so hard that i gotta fight him like 10 fucking dude times i think i tried him times. 30 times third around 30 times and i couldn't yeah. fucking beat him because you don't upgrade you don't level up much right so but i guess in my closing statement will be this I think Returnal is a great fucking game. I really enjoyed my time with it. And I jumped. That's why I jumped right back in as soon as I beat it. Because I finally like knew what I was doing. And I was having a good time with it. I do think there are some problems with it. I do think the learning, the difficulty is not so much as of an issue as the save state thing is. I think the drop balance is really bad, like I've already said. Um, but... I do think it's a really good game. Is it worth $70? To me, it is. I got a lot out of it, but I don't think it's going to be that way for everybody. Yeah. And I think that the say, I think it's selling relatively soft, which might be an indicator of that. So, yeah. Um, but I would say for you, because I know you're interested in it, although you don't want to pay for it, which is fine. I totally respect that. But I 100% believe that this will be a plus game at some point. Oh, it's got to be. And, or, or a and so, PlayStation hit game, right? Yeah, or, or Greatest Hits. Or they'll put it on the PS Plus collection. Or, you know, it'll be on sale for, like, half off on fucking Black Friday oh, yeah. or something. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, I... Like if if you can afford to wait, I'm ass- I'm assuming that this will be I'd get it on a deal. I'd buy it on a deal for sure. Yeah, so... And then... This morning, I started playing. I've always wanted to play. Have you ever seen? It's it's always on the store and on sales and stuff. It's called Wonder Boy. No, it's a platformer, and it's very like artist. Like it's very like cartoony looking, and it's a remake of an old game. Yeah, from like the you know the eight bit era. Mm-hmm. And I've always wanted to play it because I always thought it looked cool. It's like you're a you're like a boy, right? And you fight this dragon, but this dragon curses you. And when he curses you, you turn into like this lizard person Mm. and you have to like try and get yourself uncursed. And I think like there are ways where you get cursed and you change into something else and blah, 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 you know, all the different 
like renditions of yourself. They all have different abilities and ways of attacking right, and stuff. Right. And you like unlock armor upgrades and weapons upgrades. But it's like a pla- it's basically just like a platformer, you know. And uh, so I just started it this morning. Um, I am interested in it. The art is very, very cool. I think it's very well done. I'm not super thrilled about the way that it controls as a platformer. I think it's super kind of, I don't know if loose is the right word. It just doesn't seem quite as responsive as I would hope it would be. But I'm trying it out. And then uh, I don't know. I might jump back into because I never beat Octopath Traveler. Um, but I was actually eyeing up. I have Metro Exodus, and I haven't oh, played that. Dude, yet. it's get, well, it's getting. I, it might have gotten it already. It's getting a PS5 the upgrade. PS5 patch. Yeah. So uh, if if it hasn't happened yet, I'll wait for it because I would rather play the updated version. Check their website. But if it has happened, maybe I'll it's look silver into that. Silver I, I don't know. Is it a three a three a what game what game company make a four four a four a games? I think four a. Jeez. Yeah. I went from now, silver I, to now. I will A3 say. I, I'm literally just looking for something to bide my time for the next two weeks until Ratchet comes oh, out. Because I, you know, like, and I don't want to jump into Resident Evil yet. Streets of Rage Four, because dude. what's that? Streets of Rage Four, get that. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I I could get that, yeah. But I, I probably will just jump back into Octopath mm-hmm. or something because, I, like, I could. I know Resident Evil is not considered to be a very long game, but. It could easily take me a month to play it, depending on what my schedule is like. Now, I guess since since I'm on vacation, maybe I could finish Village. it this week. But yeah, <sighs> yeah I want I want to dive into that one, man. We're getting some decent. I hear it's games. real good. Yeah, yeah. I haven't played three. I'm not, I don't think I've even played the original three. So getting the remake three is on my list also, and it's on sale right now in the days of play. But dude, I'll say one last thing, and we'll move on with the news. Uh, one of the funniest things, I, I wish we could clip it on this. We probably could. I don't know what we do with it, but you were talking about Returnal. And you know, here's a pro tip for everybody. Get that gun, aim it towards the direction of your enemies, and just keep spamming the reload. And just keep shooting it. <laughs> and it's well, like, the, that's the, a pro the tip. I, I love it. Good. The, the, the reason why I mentioned the reload thing is because I think I talked about it in a previous episode. There's this thing called overload where like whenever you use all your ammo, yeah. if you if you press the fire button when it's in the box on the screen as it scrolls across, it'll instantly reload and you don't have to wait until it fully takes the time to reload. Because that weapon reloads relatively slow. <laughs> so basically you just hop or you just pull it hold the trigger down and then you just like hop around and then, and then whenever you empty, you focus on hitting that reload right on the overload box. And then you just kind of do that. And don't get me wrong. You still have to jump around the room. and Like, it's still very yeah, challenging. Not, not having played the game, the pro tip sounded so obvious. It was just, yeah. you know, just pro tips. Take the gun, aim it where the guys are, and just keep firing and reloading. <laughs> yeah. Dude, if you saw this gun, dude, if you saw this gun, keep up on my mic. It, you would understand what I'm talking about, yeah. like why it works. No, I'm sure, I'm sure it makes complete sense. I love finding little tricks like that. All right, man. Again, hey, everybody, the show is running behind schedule, but we hope what you take from this is that we're humans, and as we've stated many times before, this podcast is a labor of love. That means you, the listener, will get a good show every time. We don't want to rush episodes, but there has been some salient news points to discuss, as well as a recent Horizon Forbidden West state of play. So, Jake, let's get on with the news a little bit here. 
Um, mm. First news point I have is that the uh, tant- tantalizing for me, because I have yet to play any Mass Effect games, the Mass Effect trilogy dropped, it was released, and it's getting very high praise from reviews. So it makes me want to try this, but I feel like it's... Have you played any of You haven't played any of them? None of them. I, I know. Oh, dude, it's so good. Yeah, I've, I've never I, played I, them. The first one is kind of eh, but two and three are so fucking good. Two especially. Three is just, three is really good. It just like the way that they end the story is kind of a little like eh, but like the game, the rest of the game up to that point is very good. But yeah. two is fucking, it's in my opinion, two is one of the best Western RPGs ever made. Well, I mean like. And that, I mean, personally. I think I might end up locking this in. I don't think now's the time, though. I think this is a winter excursion. Dude, you got, I mean, between those three games, you got you got 100 hours. That's what I'm saying, play. yeah. So, it's going to be difficult. Or more. Yeah. I still haven't played Bioshock 2 yet. Oh, dude, you got to play Bioshock 2. It's good. I mean, it's not, it's not as good as 1 or Infinite, but it's still very good. You call yourself a gamer? Yeah. No, I have... Uh, but to be fair, most <laughs> hardcore gamers haven't played fucking Bioshock 2, so they can shove that comment. Mass, if, if Mass Effect it. maybe is, is one a little more obvious that people should be. Yeah, yeah that one's a little bit more. But uh, hey, you know what? I knew what I was doing. I just waited for this. This was my plan. Oh, okay. Uh, but anyways, hey, uh, Sony's uh, Days of Play sale is live on the PSN. Jake, I don't know if you picked out a couple games on here that you would recommend the listeners to pick up yeah. if they're looking to spend some money. Uh, I got three picks just from glancing at. It. I didn't. I didn't like study the list and look for the best deals. I saw some titles on here. It's not a super strong sale, but there's some stuff on there worth picking up. Now, if you're a PlayStation, here's my three. If you're a PlayStation Five user and you haven't played The Last of Us Two, you can get it for thirty bucks. It just received a performance patch, which allows it to run at 60 frames per second, and it's all live right now for 30 bucks on PS5. On the right? PS5, correct. That, I think The Last of Us Two for 30 bucks is a steal, especially with the performance upgrade. If you have a PS5, that's my pick one. Pick number two is a combo deal. You get the Division One and the Division Two for a whopping total of 16 dollars and 49 cents. I don't know if those kind of games interest you, listeners. But I've enjoyed the hell out of both of those games. And for like $16.50, you're getting yourself a lot of gameplay. Um, and then don't forget, we're getting The Division uh, Heartland, which is going to be a free-to-play. So dip your toes in Division 1 and 2, see if you like it, and then maybe jump onto that free-to-play joyride. All right, the last one I had in mind was, again, I mentioned it earlier in the show, I haven't Wait, no, no, I I mentioned Resident Evil 3 Remake, but I did play the Resident Evil 2 Remake, but I only played it as the one character. I haven't played it as the woman yet. Mm. I know that you said I should. Um, Yeah, definitely. But the Resident Evil 2 Remake is on sale for 16 bucks. I think normally it's 20. Is it it 20 now, or is it normally like 40 Uh, or 50? Well, the full, full price is 40. Okay, so it's more than half off. It's a good deal. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and to be fair, you don't get the full story unless you play through with both characters. I'll have to do it. <sighs> so got, it, it, yeah. it is worth doing, and plus uh, they they use different weapons, so it is a different experience. Yeah, I'll, I'll have <laughs> to I'll have to dive in. I'm excited. I'm excited to try. It. I didn't delete it or anything. So those are my three picks on the days of play sale. Just skimming through them, I wanted to bring a, something a little more relevant to the show. Uh, what my recommendations would be, Jake. Did, what did you have? Did you did you so, give a look right? So the one yeah so the one that i will mention first 
Um, and I've talked about it ad, ad nauseum on this show, but I really think that if you haven't played Immortals Phoenix, Phoenix Rising, it's on. It's half off right now. It's I think it's thirty bucks. Yeah, it's worth every penny of that thirty dollars, in my opinion. Game. You did it. You did. I a, do a takeaway video on that. Yeah, and I let my brother play it from my account, and I haven't had a chance to talk to him about it, see if he liked it or not. But um, yeah, I really do enjoy that game, and I think it's good. Uh, the other. The other um, game, so game two that I want to recommend, and here I got to just scroll back real quick. So, if you haven't played it, I don't know why, but the Doom remake from 2016 is only six dollars. Oh so wow! So if you have if you have not played the original Doom remake from 2016, which in my opinion is fucking awesome, it's only six dollars right now. And I would 100% get that. I think Doom Eternal is like considered like critically better. I personally prefer Doom 2016 just because I like that it's a little more linear. I like that like it's a little bit more story oriented, story oriented. Whereas Doom Eternal is more just about the fucking run and gun craziness of Doom, which is which is great. I mean, it makes a great game. Um, but I do love Doom 2016. So for six dollars. That's definitely worth picking up. Dude, that's up. a steal. Yeah, I, I loved that game. I played that game. It was great. Yeah. And then my, my last recommendation, and uh, and I, I love this. I might actually pick this one up. Right now, you can get a bundle that is both of the South Park games, Ooh. so the Stick of Truth and the Fractured Butthole, for $23, which is... A fucking steal. Now, some people might say that, like, oh, that's still a little expensive. Those games came out years ago, blah, 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 blah. But, dude, I mean, between these two games, you got probably 30 to 40 hours of gameplay. It's the price of two pizzas. And, yeah, and they're, but, dude, they're so, or could be one pizza, depending on where you eat if it. If you go to Vocelli's, and, dude, uh, it's one pizza. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, like, dude, the fractured butthole is good. But the stick of truth, dude, I have never in my entire fucking life laughed so hard at a video game <laughs> than South Park, the, st- the stick of truth. It is so good. And to be honest, to be honest with the audience, I'm not a big South Park fan. Like, I think it's I think it's good. And I, I laugh at a bunch of the episodes I've seen, but I'm not like an avid watcher or right. anything like that. <clears throat> but the stick of truth, like its take on the Lord of the Rings and all that stuff, like it is so fucking good and the fractured buttholes like a take on the whole marvel like superhero thing Mm. and like marvel versus dc and stuff they're both very very fun very funny very interesting games so that would be my third selection would be the the south park video game bundle for 23 dollars dude between our picks we have an action adventure game the last of us we have an online game right we have a scary game which was the online games division we have a scary game the resident evil game we have a first-person shooter, Doom, and when we have an RPG, which is the uh, the one you just talked about, and then what was the what was the first one of yours? It was uh, your pick, Immortals. Yeah, Immortals, Phoenix which Rising. is kind of like another RPG. That's a good list of couple. It's an action RPG. Yeah, it's a bunch of different kind of styles of games. So there's something on there for everybody. Yeah, and I mean, like if if I if I had to give you guys a runner-up. It would be the the Far Cry Insanity bundle for eighteen dollars, and that gives you Far Cry three, four, and five for eight bucks. So for for eighteen dollars, mm. it's normally eighty dollars. 
or sorry, $90. My apologies. So Far Cry 3 is widely considered like amazing. Far Cry 5 is my favorite just because I love the setting. Yeah, yeah. Because it takes place in Montana. Um, Far Cry 4 I didn't play, but from what I understand, it's kind of like more of the same. I might have played that. Um, so like, uh, yeah, but Far Cry 3 is is awesome. Far Cry 5 is awesome. I can't speak to Far Cry 3. But between those three games, I mean, you got probably 150 hours of gameplay. And it's 18. Not that, ga- not that gameplay length is like indicative of value, but like... I, I think that uh, you know it's a it's a great deal. Cool, cool. Appreciate so, that. As a runner-up, that would be that would be my choice. Not that we were asking for those. Yeah, but. yeah. Well, I brought up Streets of Rage earlier, um, Streets of Rage Four rather, and uh, the reason I did so was because there's a news point. Real quick, they've been slowly unveiling the new character reveals for their DLC, which is coming. And the latest one is unsurprising. Shiva is a character in the Streets of Rage games. And uh, super cool character. Just an FYI to the listeners, we've been announcing the games. I think we had Max. Uh, we talked about that. And then Shiva. It kind of looks like Ryu or Ryu from uh, uh, Street Fighter. Maybe. Yeah, kind of. He's kind of got like this ninja thing about him. Um, he's like a fighter. I don't know. He's kind of cool. So anyways, that's a cool character. Um, moving on, we talked about Last of Us earlier. This is interesting, Jake. And you know, there's been some people that were just like, "Why don't they just get the voice actors to play these characters? Because they clearly know the roles." Um, in the Last of Us news, the actress who plays the leader of the Fireflies, her name is Murrow Dandridge. She plays Marlene. Will be taking the role of Marlene for the upcoming HBO series. So that's kind of interesting. I don't know if I like it or not because it's like, are you steering away from the games? Or are you trying to be like the games? You know what I mean? Well, I think for a for a character like that, it kind of makes sense a little bit, and it's kind of like a a wink and a nod yeah. towards the game because like because you know they couldn't have Troy Baker play Joel like he just visually does not no fit man the he doesn't fit like, that at all. But, like, you know, obviously he's the voice, right? And the same thing with Ashley Johnson for Ellie. Like, she just couldn't play Ellie. No, unless she could old. maybe play – She well, she could maybe play, like, an Ellie from The Last of Us Part Two, right? But she couldn't play, you know, little kid Ellie. Um, so, you know, I think that it, if they're going to put somebody from the game in the show, I think a character like Marlene makes sense. You or know like what I mean? Bill or, even, or even like what's that? Bill. Or even like the person who played Bill or the person who played Tess. Like like somebody like that who yeah. it's like kind of like, oh, that's the actual person. That's really cool. But it's not like focused on them. Yeah. You know? So like you know, they don't have to worry so much about the perfect image. Do you think that like since since uh Merle is so she was part of the making of the of the games? Do you think that having her on set could possibly make the HBO series better? I mean, Neil Druckmann's already heavily involved, but having another person from the game involved, do you think that helps it in that regard? Like I think that I think that it will help in like the like if the director's like, "Hey, you know, I want Marlene to do this." She can be like, "Well, I get what you're what you're saying, but That's like from the character's would perspective, she wouldn't act this way." Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Like she would act in like and I think that's something that, you know, she can kind of bring out with that character. It's character now, it protection, be, really. 
and it could be that, you know, maybe Neil Druckmann is changing things up and it won't matter anyway. But like, I think that obviously she has experience in being that character. So she can bring to the table sort of what that character would be in the instance of the show. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. That's a good answer. Yeah. I was kind of thinking that to some degree. Um, Next news point makes some sense. Uncharted 4 appears to be coming to PC, according to Insider Talk. Um, They had a big PowerPoint presentation at the Sony Investor Relations Day. And another game they said that they're working on to uh, port to PC is Days Gone. So Uncharted 4 coming to PC. Well, so Uncharted 4 is surprising. I never would have thought they would have put... I mean, of, of the, the Uncharted... They got the movie, so they got the movie thing. Yeah, I'm, well, I mean, of the Uncharted, Uncharted 4 makes sense because, you know, you could be like, oh, you play this one, but, like, if you want to get the whole story, you got to come to PlayStation and play 1 through 3. God. But, like, uh, you know, Days Gone, sure, that makes the sense. And, and it's actually out. It's out on PC. Oh, I didn't so, know that. Yeah, it just came out not that long okay. ago. So it's kind of weird that their slide was a little bit behind the curve. But eh. yeah, I was a little surprised by Uncharted 4, but it makes some kind of sense. Yeah. I mean, anytime you're trying to push an, another the, the the franchise a little bit, right? They got the movie coming out, and there's some hubbub about maybe another Uncharted game being in the works somewhere, whether it got pulled, whether they're going to do it, who knows. News point number six, Dying Light 2 is now announced to be coming to the PS4 December 7th and the PS5. Uh, this was revealed in a new series from developer Techland, which the series is titled Dying to Know. And I guess they have a new trailer out. I didn't, unfortunately, have a chance to watch this trailer. I did, actually. Um, I saw it pop up today, so I decided to watch it. And, uh, you know, I got to be honest with you. It fucking looks like a PS4 game, really, and that's because it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't impress impress me the way that I would be impressed by a new like PS5 game. Yeah, and I think it's just because it looks like. Now, don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean that I don't want to play it. it. Be a good Dying game. Light. I thought. I think Dying Light was fucking incredible. The first one, but. And I am really interested to jump back into that world, and I'm excited kind of where they're going with the, you know, because it seems like the uh, Dying Light 2 takes place farther in the future yeah. where there's, like, you know, humanity is basically all but extinct and blah, blah, blah. But, like... Wait, humanity? But there's still civilizations, right, from what I understand? According to... Like, dude, if you watch that trailer, they're like, this could be the last city of humanity oh, okay. on Earth. Yeah, I gotta watch it. And, like, right. I'm just like... So they don't come out and specifically say, like, this is the end of humanity, but they're like, this could be the last city on Earth. And it's like, okay. Hanging by a thread. Maybe from the perspective of these people, right? Now, they do have some interesting things still that they're trying to bring to the game where it's like, depending on what factions you join, like the story unfolds differently or like the world can actually be impacted by the choices you make. Kind of like in, it seems like it's going to be kind of like what happened in fallout three, where you could blow up nuke town or or whatever the fuck that town was at the beginning of the game. Um, Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah, I blew it up. It was so funny. Where you can, if you join like the mobster guy, you can actually rock this town and it'll be gone forever. You can never go back to it. So it's kind of like, I think it's a lot of stuff like that, right? But, uh, so it does seem cool. Like I'm excited about it, but I was, especially after watching the Horizon shit, I was like, oh, like this is like, this is a PS4 game. Yeah. 
but uh, not. I don't, I don't mean that in a condescending way or a bad way. It just didn't blow me away at first glance. Right, 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 right. It makes sense. Yeah, man. I don't. I don't know. Um, I didn't watch it, but the reason I didn't watch this trailer, Jake, was because. I've not been quiet about my interest in the Dark Pictures Anthology, and we finally have gotten some gameplay video for the third and I think final installment in this series, and it's titled House of Ashes. No, there were six installments. Dude, I don't know. I don't. I don't think they're doing very well with these. So I think this might be the last one. And the reason I say that, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But what's interesting is that there's there's two like the way this this gameplay thing there's like it's like split screen it's like on the left we have this we have a theatrical cut but on the right we have the curator's cut and it's like one looks like it could be a movie the other one looks like it's more gameplay focused so i gotta figure out what they're doing with this and uh we get a glimpse um of a group of soldiers in this game that are called down to investigate some hidden bunker below iraq and they go down into this, and apparently there's like a bunch of monsters down in there. So it seems that sounds cool. Yeah, it sounds really cool. And oh, I'm sorry, eight games, not six games. Oh, so more <laughs> than what you. Well, the reason is, yeah. is your brother and I played the second one, and at the uh-huh. end of it, the curator, who's like the main guy, he kind of takes on the the visage of being like possibly the devil or but he looks like a real charming dude or maybe i think i've talked about him before or maybe he's just like the grim reaper or death or the keeper of all all things and he has this big library it's like looks you can almost smell like the mahogany and like the the old rustic just kind of feels like it's like a very important study or something and, and he's always talking to you breaks the wall he's talking to you as the gamer and he's like, so, I could be telling you something that could be true if you believe me. Do you believe me? And then, like, he's talking to you, like, and you're trying to figure out what the fuck's happening, you know? But it, towards when you beat the second game, he goes, and you get to see some stuff, and then he kind of comes back on. I believe this is why I feel this way. And there's something that made me believe that this could be the last one. He goes, you know, we have one more definitely in store for you. You know, are you willing to take this? And it's like a couple screen video shots of like, and it was weird, um, of like a soldier like rappelling into like a cave or something. And you're like, what the fuck is this? You know, and I said House of Ashes. So I don't know that it's selling very well. It must be doing, like you can't, here's the thing. Like you don't want to come out of the gates and be like, oh, we're going to release eight of these. And like the first couple flop, then are you committed to doing the other six? Or do you just kind of like reel it back in? You know, it's hard to say. Are they going to do eight? That'd be awesome. I enjoy them. I think they're cool shit. But I don't know how well they're doing. It depends how much they cost. I mean, if they don't cost that much, then they don't really have to sell that much. Got to call some actors in. They got the yeah motion capture. I mean, the the, the trees, the decision trees are wild on these things, these games. Mm. But anyway, so I was watching that. That looks cool. Um, and then uh, there was a little murmur. The drummer for CKY, the band Can't Kill Yourself, CKY, um, was on a podcast recently. And he indicated that he believes one a, a, a new CKY song is going to be featured on a new Tony Hawk game. He kind of let that slip out. 
Now, uh, it's kind of something I'm interested in for sure. I didn't get the remake, but it makes sense that they would do a new one considering how well that game did, and now they have all of the textures and all the frames. You know what I mean? Everything kind of geared up to go. Um, but I do have a funny CKY story. When the Torpentines, my my uh, first punk rock band, played Warp Tour, we were like done like loading <laughs> loading in. We, we just did one spot in Pittsburgh on that. But... Uh, this dude, like a couple of dudes were like hacky sacking, right? Because that was a thing back when we were like in high school. And this one dude had like dreads and stuff. And there was another dude. And we didn't know who the fuck these guys were. And we started hacking with them. Turned out it was, I think, uh, it was the guitar player and the singer for CKY. We were just hacking with. And we had no idea. We were like, like 15. We might have been like 16 or 17. But that was like right when Jackass was hitting. So they had like all their music in the Jackass shows on MTV. But it's funny that like, uh, yeah, we hacked with those dudes in a weird way. So random at one of the Warped Tours back, back, back in the day. Uh, it was just so funny. Because after like, like we hacked with them and then like, I think someone was like, are you going to watch them later? And we're like, what? And they're like, yeah, that's CKY. We're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> to us, that was awesome. But like now, like my adult, I'd be like, "Oh, that's cool." You know, those dudes playing a band. But like back then, we were so impressionable. We were like, "Holy shit!" We just like fucking hung out with the dudes from, you know. But that was cool. Uh, but anyways, yeah. So new Tony Hawk game, Jake. You interested? Yeah, I mean, I really would have liked. I really want to play the uh, the remaster. Uh, the remaster. Yeah, I think that it could be. It looks really cool. I mean, I really like those games, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I just remember that. C- yeah, dude, that CKY song when they're wrecking the shopping carts with the jack o' lanterns on their head in the Jackass episode. It's like yeah, dude, that song is so good. That riff is so badass. Oh, I love yeah, it. Yeah, and they're just going fucking bonkers. Yeah, dude, it's so good. Yeah, this is fucking nuts. But dude, Bam Margera is a fucking psychopath. Yeah, he's he has a lot of. I think he's got a ton of problems right now. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, um, they're from PA. Yeah, they are out by Westchester. I love I love all those dudes. I mean, like they were like I remember like skateboarding and watching all those old. What was it what what skate videos were they on? Were they all before Jackass hit? Like those guys was a birdhouse. Uh, I don't remember. They had like Johnny Knoxville getting shot by with a twenty two, like with his bulletproof vest on and stuff. Like we were like, What? Like you know, we're like fifteen years old watching these videos, like, who are these fucking guys? These guys are crazy. Like in between some of the skate skating footage, you would just see people doing crazy stunts and we thought it was so funny. And then like later that year they were on MTV as Jackass and we're like, dude, those are those dudes from the skate videos. I forget what skate videos those guys were on. I think they they they're they're they were called CKY. And then there was CKY2K, CKY3, CKY4. Like, CKY2K yeah, was just, definitely something, yeah. Yeah. Bring, rings a bell. I, I just looked it up because I remember <laughs> I remember these videos because one of them, because there was CKY2K and then CKY3, the cover was Bam Margera with a plunger on his dad's face while he's in bed. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's sleeping. Yeah, like, nails dude, him. I remember these videos, man. The good old days of skate videos, yeah. man. I, I haven't really watched skate. I mean, I've been... Recently, for whatever reason, Facebook has been feeding me a ton of skate videos that I cannot stop watching. Yeah. But like, Dude, it takes me back to like the early two thousand skate shit. I love skate videos. I love that it's still happening. Kids are still filming them, like skate videos. You know what I mean? And they're so good. 
Kids these days Dude, are so good. The shit that they're doing on skateboards now is unbelievable. You can't even make it up. Yeah. I mean, I can't even... Dude, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, CKY played Warp Tour in 2000. So that's probably when we hung out and hacked with him in Pittsburgh. The year two, in the year 2000. <laughs> the Conan O'Brien skit, dude. So funny. <laughs> Our podcast is going way off the rails right now, dude. Let's talk about some new games. Uh, these ones are already out. It, it's a PS4 <clears throat> game, unless I tell you it's a PS4. Do you want to talk about, What's that? Do you want to talk about the uh, plus yeah, games? Yeah, what did you pull up? What, what, I can't remember. So- so the plus games are Operation Tango for PS5 mm-hmm. and PS4, which is Operation Tango is a it's a co-op spy game. So one of you is like the hacker and one of you is like the actual agent that goes in and infiltrates the whatever. So it's and you kind of pass information back and forth. So it's a cool concept. Um I don't know if it's something that I would ever play just because it's a co-op game, but it's an interesting concept for sure. Uh, and then they have Virtua Fighter 5, which I could care less about because I'm not a fighter fan, but a lot of people might be interested in a, a fighting game like that. And then uh, the final one, which is the most exciting, is Star Wars Squadrons. And I already have it. Which you already have, but I do not. So mm. that's stoke. I mean, that's, Dude, that's great for get me. The, get the VR dongle, hook it up to the PS5, because the VR in Squadrons is supposed to be phenomenal on the PS5. And we'll we'll fucking duel, dude. I'll get an X Wing, you can get a TIE Fighter, and we'll just we'll go at it, dude. It'll be amazing. It would be cool. What just do it, man. we just do it. Ain't nothing to it. Get I, that I actually have had I actually have had the tab for the so there's the Sony website where you have to like put in the serial number on the fucking control box of your Yeah, you gotta disconnect all that shit to get the numbers and stuff, yeah. And like I've had that I've had that website open on my computer for like literally two months. And I'm just like, I don't wanna go behind my fucking television to try and find this tiny ass little number. Just and, do it. And it But yeah, I do need to do it. Just do it. And then you can play squadrons the way it's meant to be played. Don't play it on the PS4. Sure. It wasn't bad it wasn't terrible, but I can see it being better on the PS5 for sure. All right. Thanks for that, Jake. New games coming out. Like I said, if I don't say PS5, it's a PS4 game. Did you want to even talk about the Horizon fucking thing? Or are you just going to ignore that all No, altogether? we're going to get through it after these new games. We're going to talk about it real quick. Okay. okay. I don't have it in the notes, but I plan on getting through the game stuff. Uh, Biomutant, Capcom, Arcade Stadium, Final Fantasy, 14 Online, which is PS5. King of Seas, Saints Row the Third Remastered PS5. May 26th, we're getting, we got Gadgeteer PSVR, Power Rangers Battle for the Grid Super Edition. May 27th, Boxed In, Earth Defense Force World Brothers, Horse Club Adventures, Super Bomber, uh, Super Bomberman R Online. May 28th, Beautiful Desolation. Gold Rush the Game, Song of Horror, and here is Jake's baby, Wonder Boy, Asha in Monsterland. This is a this is the next game in the sequel Wonder or Boy. in the series. Every time I see Wonder so, Boy, like, I just think of Wonder Bread. Yeah. I I mean this looks like it takes place in like in or in like uh yeah, like India or some some place in like the Middle East or something. Yeah. Seems kind of interesting. Sounds cool, dude. But, all right, so the the big news story, Jake, and uh, it's everybody knows. Horizon Forbidden West had a pretty long state of play. 
They showed a lot of gameplay. Uh, they showed some cinematics from the new game, and they showed it on a PS5 video capture. Jake, what are your impressions of what they've shown? So, first impression was still no release date, which is weird because they keep saying it's going to come out this year. Uh, and it's it'll be June on Tuesday, and if it's coming out in the fall, like they better get on that shit pretty quickly. Um, <clears throat> but other than that, I would say my only other, we'll call it... N- I don't want to say negative takeaway, but like the cinematics to me, the graphics looked weird and I don't know how to describe it, but like, I don't know if it's the animations or what, but to me, it, it, I don't know if it, it, I don't know if it looks like PS4 graphics that were like smoothed out to look better on the PS5 or something. Like, I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say, but it looked, something looked wonky yeah. about it, but the gameplay looked fucking incredible. Now, I will say that, like, so one last one last minus, and then we can talk about all the pluses, because I think this is definitely a very positive showing. Mm. Um, and hopefully this was just for the state of play, but throughout the entire fucking gameplay, Aloy is just talking to herself. And I'm like, why is why is she talking so much? Like, just let me play the fucking game. Like the whole time she's like she's narrating to herself what's going on around her. I see. Like as I see she's like sneaking away from the monsters yeah. and shit. She's like, ooh, better stay away from them. Better go over here. I oh, I better dive me. in the water. Yeah. Or and I'm just like, shut up. Like <laughs> I don't care. Like let me play the fucking game. Like not that I was playing, but you get what I'm saying. So like hopefully that this was just a PR move where they were just finding a creative way to sort of explain what was going on to the audience. I think what it is, and not to cut you off, but remember Uncharted 3 when Uncharted 3 came out? If Nathan Drake could put his hands on the walls, he was constantly like walking through the hallways, touching things, because they tried to make it like he was like, it was like this new tech, right? And like, so he'd walk yeah. through a doorway and he'd just be like, reaching, like, I'm just reaching around. But like, so it, I bet you it is in there a lot of her talking to herself. And it's probably conditional based on the shit you're doing in the game, real time. Uh, yeah, I hope not. <laughs> but like, cause this, this was, this is a very scripted sequence. I mean, it was like a real sequence in the game, but it was relatively scripted. So it could just be that it was just so cinematic that there was a lot of dialogue going on. But the weirdest part, and I could even almost get past the fact that she wouldn't stop, she wouldn't shut up. But like, she's talking to herself while she's swimming underwater. Yeah, that's weird. I'm like, what the fuck is going on with this? Like, is this real? Like, is she just, am I inside of her brain? Like, I don't understand what's going on. I don't remember. On. Did like, the maybe voice I'm change? hearing her. No, it's just like, it doesn't yeah, change at all. Like, I'm like, am I just hearing her inner monologue? Like, I don't know what's going on. It was just confusing to me. So like, but that said, the game looks amazing from a gameplay standpoint. Like the graphics of like, as she's running through the woods and stuff looks awesome. Yeah. I love, I don't remember this being a thing in the original game, like the first game, but like, she has this weird like grappling hook thing where she can like zoom herself to legends. Yeah, we didn't with, like, have a grappling that. hook. Like so the new weapons that they show, like obviously you're gonna have the bow. That that part was boring. But like the 
the new weapon where like there was like a new weapon where she like throws this fucking sludge at the monster and it like gets stuck to the ground like it's covered in bubble gum or something like it seemed really really cool innovative um yeah like i it looks like they're in like now some of it does seem a little bit like i don't i don't know I guess it's not a bad thing to borrow from what has come before, mm. but like this stuff, like where she's just like, Oh, I got to get down there. And she jumps off the ledge and she has like the fucking parasail that she makes out of her, like it's in cyber wild and can't like, impact. It's in yeah, Phoenix like, rising. I'm just or like, yeah. I'm like, okay, well this is kind of a trite thing. It's, it's a nice little platforming feature, right. To be able there. to kind of traverse faster that way. But like, I don't know. Like when I saw that, I was just like, "Okay, I guess this is in there." They need like, to get characters. I guess it makes sense, like right? The uh, the Batwing suits instead of like yeah. instead of like a Mary Poppins umbrella, they need to give them like these swing suits so they can. Well, what they should have done because like the whole game is about these indigenous people salvaging parts from these me- yeah. mechanical monsters. Like she should have like stole the wings off of the fucking Stormbird or something like that, and, and like made them. herself. Kind of like in, you know, in Phoenix, in Immortals Phoenix Rising, she has, she finds these like mechanical wings that she uses to fly. And maybe that would be a little too on the nose, but I think that it would suit the story better, you know, like rather than having just this like magical, like electronic parasail, you know, like it just seems weird. But uh, I mean, it was a minor gripe, but I know what you mean. Like, I think that. One of the things that I found interesting that I don't we don't really know much about it, but it looks like there's going to be some kind of like finishing moves in the game. Mm. Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? There's that sequence where she's fighting that guy, that heavy guy, mm-hmm. and she does these like weird like heavy attacks where there's like a sequence of events that happen. Mm-hmm. That it, I don't know. Like it seems really interesting. Um but uh like the new dinosaurs that they showed looked really cool. Like I love that like yeah. Well, well, there was the elephant thing, which is absolutely incredible. Yeah. But, but like, even like the, they show that like velociraptor looking thing mm-hmm. that kind of like shows up and it like points at you and it's like got these like jaw and its lower jaws are like chainsaws and they're like sitting there rotating as it's like looking around. Like it just, it looks fucking awesome. Like I think they're just upping the ante with this. I love the tropical environment. I love the jungle-esque thing. You swim, dude, right? Dude, the, the underwater shit, like just what they were showing with so like the good. coral and all, it looks so good. Like, And then the red I'm stuff looks excited. really nice. Yeah, like I, I'll be honest with you. I... I really liked Horizon, the first one. I platinumed it. I really enjoyed it. But I wasn't really, like, hankering for another one. No, me either, me either. Like, when I heard Horizon, the next one was coming out, I was like, okay, whatever. You know, I'll play it. It's it's probably going to be good. But I wasn't, like, really excited about it. Mm -hmm. But now that I watched this trailer, like, I'm actually really fucking excited to play this game. It's It's a great showing. I agree. I think that one of the things that I'm really really interested in is at the end of the trailer they you know one of your uh friends is like i got the thing i, I you know you told me to go get i you know i i hit it from i've got it and then you open it up and it opens up like this huge map right and then she's like well where are we gonna go or something like that and you're like man i wonder because like she sent him to like san francisco to like find this thing right i wonder if 
we are going to be able to travel worldwide and get to experience a lot of different environments. I think that would be huge. I don't know. I, I would love that. Yeah, it would be cool. Like if they, you know, maybe they go farther inland. Like because obviously, just because they show like the remnants of what you assume is the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco, yeah. so they're like making you kind of assume that that's where it's at. It would be cool. Like if maybe part of the your thing is you travel inland and maybe you go like into the mountains or something yeah. like that, and so that it like changes and then you go back to the coast and it's more tropical or what? Yeah, like it would be cool to see a, like a diverse. And you get that from the first game, right? There's like the there's, there's like the winter area, and there's the winter area in the DLC, and there's the the desert area, right? Yeah. But um, with big games, yeah, like it would this, be cool. Yeah, with big games like this, they always hide something. They always keep something from you, so it's a surprise in the game. So I just wonder what that is. Hopefully, it's not like oh, now you can play Horizon online with all your friends. Like that would suck. Um, it's not supposed to be a game like that, I don't think. I don't know how they would implement it. I, I think the showing was good. The one thing that I, I that I wasn't 100% sold on the first game was I don't feel like the delivery of the pacing or the delivery of the story was great. I feel like it, the story itself was good, but the way it was delivered, a lot of the side missions, the facial animations, the way that the mouths moved, everything just seemed kind of clunky in a weird way. I hope that gets tightened up a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, we'll we'll have to see. You know what I was thinking about with uh, with this game, and they, they almost certainly will not do this with the story, but what would be kind of like a crazy fucking way for them to go with the story is... So, spoiler alert for the first Horizon game. If you haven't played it and you don't want to be spoiled, move forward about one minute in this podcast. So, you remember the end of the first Horizon? You find out that Aloy is a clone of this scientist, Elizabeth Sobeck. Right. You remember that, Mm -hmm. right? So, So, Elizabeth Sobeck makes a clone of herself to go into the future to be kind of like the, you know, the the person that shepherds humanity and or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So yeah. anyway, what if in this game you find out you are. That, that she, no, no, that Elizabeth Sobeck put more than one clone out there to kind of be safe about it. Mm-hmm. And let's say that one of the other ones just happened to end up being raised as a part of like, a raider group or something and they're like a bad guy oh yeah that'd be interesting and so like you face off against yourself like how fucking cool would that be that'd be be wild that'd be wild but like like i said they'll never do that because because aloy as a character is so i think pivotal to the brand now that they don't want to like fuck that up at all yeah good call all right so yeah that was about a minute so good timing on that jake i agree with you i think that would be interesting that's all i'm gonna say um, yeah. I think it's excited. If you're interested in Horizon Forbidden West and if you have a platform preference for the game, uh, write into us. PSSisawesome at gmail.com. Let us know what you think about the, the, the recent state of play. I'd be happy to uh, read your uh, emails on the show if you send anything in. If you don't, that's fine. Uh, not a big deal. Um, I think that's all we got, man, for the show. I'm excited about that game. Uh, I don't really have anything else. I'm going to dive back into the Diamond Dynasty and try to get some more baseball card packs and and maybe get like a, a really awesome former Pittsburgh Pirate player or something. You know what I mean? I already got who did I say I had in left field? 
Clemente. I know it was. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's one of those guys though. Stargell. Andy Van Stargell. I think I Willie. No, it was Willie Stargell. Andy Van Slyke, dude, in center field. <laughs> He'd have like a rating of like forty three or something. Uh, the Pirates version of Barry Bonds. I wouldn't mind a, a good Tim Wakefield for a knuckleball thrower. That'd be kind of fun. Um, get old uh, spank. We're talking about like like literally the only baseball players I know, and it's because Pirates from the '90s. Because my parents used to watch baseball until that World Series where they choked, and then my parents were like, "I'm never watching baseball ever yeah, again." Yeah, uh, they, and they've choked ever since, dude. But it is. Did you? Did you see the play that happened a couple days ago against them? The Cubs played against them? I mean, uh-uh. it's the most shameful thing that can happen to a baseball team, happen to the Pirates. Was it like a triple play? Dude, it was worse. Like, So if you can envision this, listeners, so, so here's what happens. I believe there's one out or maybe there's two outs. I don't know. The Cubs are at bat. Pittsburgh's on the field. The Cubs have a guy on third base, and then the batter, right, swings, hits the ball, a hard grounder, I believe, to the first baseman. First baseman fields the ball, but instead of running back and touching the bag because he only needed one out, um, he just ran towards the base runner who was coming towards him. He's going to tag him, right? You can't divert from the baseline, but the guy... The Cub guy kind of jukes like this. He jumps backwards, and then the guy swings and misses, and he starts kind of laughing. The first baseman, like, come on, dude, quit being an asshole. And he goes to tag him, and he, and he jumps back again. And then he starts running back towards the home plate where he just came from. The, he's not even a first base yet. He starts doubling back, but he stays in the base, baseline, so he's allowed to do this. So then the, the pirate guy starts chasing the first baseman, starts chasing it back towards home. In the meantime, the guy on third's fucking almost scoring, right? It's, it's like, what's going on? Like, you know, so then the guy, so the, first, the guy who hit the ball bought enough time from the guy on third to get to home plate by just fucking with this base, this, this first baseman. Like, all he had to do was touch the first base. All, all the pirate had to do was step backwards, step on the base. But he's like, now he's like roped in. He's like, I'm going to fucking tag this guy, you know? And the guy's coming from third. He's going to score. And then the first baseman sees what the fuck's happening. And he takes the ball and he just kind of throws it over the, over the runner's head to the catcher so the catcher can grab it and get the guy out at home. Well, it wasn't fast enough. So the guy scores, the guy, third, the guy who was on third base, the Cubs scored during this. And the catcher goes to throw it to the first baseman to get the guy running to first out. But there's no one on first because he drug him all the way to home plate. So as they're trying to get the guy at home out, the base runner is like three quarters of the way to first. And the pitcher starts booking it over there, right? So then the catcher throws the ball at the pitcher at first to try to get, it, get the out out at first. Pitcher misses the ball, overthrows. The guy makes it to second base. The guy hit a dribbler to first base, got an RBI and a double out of it because the Pirates couldn't fucking field the ball. That's fucking hilarious. And they're professional ball players. I've never seen a play like that. I've never seen someone hit the ball run to first, and then run all the way back to home, and then all run all the way back to first and be fucking safe. It's never happened. Uh, yeah, well, it sounds like he just took advantage of a brain fart of the first baseman, yeah. and I mean, uh, made a can, can't you just like throw the ball at the guy? Like, <laughs> isn't it like if the ball hits the guy, he's out or something? If the ball naturally it, off the bat, right? So if you get hit by a ball that's hit by the bat, and you're a base runner, if it hits you and you interfere with a play, technically, and I think you're out for doing that. But if you get hit from a thrown ball 
from another player. I mean, they'd just be fucking beaming everybody, just trying to hit them. That's how we used to play tennis baseball in my in in, in my neighborhood I grew up in. Maybe okay. that's the way it should be. It would be way more interesting just if that's beam the way players, yeah, with the ball. We did it Although with tennis it would, balls. It, it would be way harder to score if that was the case. Dude, but. but there's a lot of risk there because if you miss, there's no one to catch that, and it just goes out in the outfield, and then they can get – Yeah, sure. You know, so they're, they're, it's a risk-reward thing, <laughs> being runners. That's, that's so – that's Dude. so funny. I mean, yeah. I know that I know that the Pirates have been struggling, and you know, I I'm honestly curious if it's because people have even talked about the Pirates leaving Pittsburgh, mm. and mm. I you know like I don't like baseball per- personally, but I think that it would be a shame for that franchise to leave Pittsburgh mm. just because it's so historic here, There's so much good history. I mean, Good yeah, I like it, it would be like I don't know. I mean, the Steelers have not been nearly as bad as the Pirates, but it would be like the Steelers leaving Pittsburgh or something. I mean, they've been around. There's probably you know the the Pirates have been around since like what 1912 or something like yeah. that. They're, they're a team that people uh, hate. They love if that makes sense. They don't love to hate the Pirates. You hate that you love them because Pirate fans are usually unconditional. Like. They've been the worst. They're like Cubs fans, right? Yeah. Now the Cubs uh, are good now, but like forever they were bad. Yeah. So you know, weird. like or yeah, or like an Indians fan, or even like a, like in hockey, if you're like a Maple Leafs fan, <laughs> like the Maple Leafs haven't won the Stanley Cup since the '60s. Yeah. Yeah. So like they've been bad forever. I think the last time um, we won was in the '70s. Um, probably. Yeah, that sounds right. When they when they won a few, they won a few, didn't they? Two or three World Series. Yeah. Um. So they they last won the World Series in uh, oh my god let me see here it's it's pulling up right now because this is so important to the podcast um, World Series nineteen seventy nine yeah the last time we were in the running we were in the National League Wild Card in twenty fifteen and the Cubs beat us four nothing. And then prior to that we're in the wild card twenty fourteen. San Francisco Giants beat us eight nothing. Prior to that, we were the National League Division series, uh, we lost two to three. Um, we did uh, win the game prior to that, which was a wild card game against the Reds in 2013. So the, we had a good run twenty thirteen through twenty fifteen of having a chance to be in an actual contender. But uh, you know it's it's Moneyball, dude. It's like the it's like the game, the movie. But yeah, we haven't won the World Series, dude, since 1979. Back in the old Clemente days, it's like 40 years, isn't it? It's a long time ago, dude. It's like 50 years now, almost. 40, 42, 42 years, dude, since we've won the World Series, dude. Yeah, that's that's a real bummer. I'm 40. I've never seen it. I've never seen it happen, man. Uh, I would love yeah. to see the Pirates. If I can't see the Pirates even playing a World Series game, dude, oh my gosh. Uh, so frustrating. Yeah. We have- it sucks. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I've been lucky enough to see the Penguins win five Stanley Cups in my lifetime, mm. being a hockey fan, which is. Which is a, uh, it's incredible. Uh, I mean, for being a small town, it's incredible that they have such good. I mean, and even the Steelers. Like, I'm not a football fan, but the Steelers have won, like, twice, two or three times. Yeah, yeah, they've won. Since they got one from in the, the Roethlisberger era, yeah. right? So, um, 
you know that's that's cool too. It's just I wish we could get the pirates kind of dude. If the pirate dude, honestly, if the pirates made it to the World Series, can you imagine what Pittsburgh would be like? It would be in flames. It would be charbroiled yeah. to the ground because people would be so fanatic about it. Like they've yeah. waited forty two years for an opportunity. Like, dude, you just can't, you can't, you can't create that kind of nonsense without like them. Act. They have to get there, and then who knows what'll happen. I, I actually at work, I talked to a guy who was from Chicago, and it was like a few months after the Cubs won the World Series, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Dude, the fucking streets were on fire." Like, yeah. it was insane because Cubs have, I mean, they were the longest <laughs> yes. team. It was like fucking 80 years since they won a World <laughs> yeah, Series or something. Dude. So, like, it's, in, like, it's always awesome. I love these redemption arcs. And, like, in hockey, for example, now that the playoffs are, like, now that the pens are knocked out of the playoffs, like, I'm rooting for the, Can- the, the Toronto Maple Leafs because, like I said, they haven't won a World Series since the uh, – a Stanley Cup since the 60s mm. and they're actually good this year so like I'd love to I love that like that arc of a team that's like spent so fucking snake bit for so long like overcoming that but <laughs> dude I'm looking at their it's a tall order dude their their record right now this season they're never gonna make it this season their last 10 games they've only won one their record is 18 and 31 they're so bad. It's their profession. They're so bad at it, dude. Well, I think that part of the problem It's the is management, dude. It's all the management. The, the ownership. management is terrible. Yeah. They they don't get good coaching and stuff in there because they're probably not willing to pay as much money. And on top of that, they probably can't, you know, it's probably hard for them to convince free agents to sign there because they don't have a winning history or they don't have a chance right in the next couple of years like like the way that teams come up and they do this is that they do it they develop their own talent and then they bring in guys like at the trade deadline and stuff i don't know if there is a trade deadline in baseball i assume there is but like you know they bring in guys like at the end of the season that can help them push over the that edge yeah. but like you get places like Pittsburgh with baseball and like Buffalo with hockey where it's like They just farm rookies out, dude. They just they they sell all their prospects to try to get people to make them win and stuff and that's not the way you do it. Mm-hmm. Like you de- like yeah, it's going to take 5 years. But you develop your team you gotta, from what you got, your you prospects, your draft picks, everything. Yeah. yeah. And they just don't want to do it. Dude, they want to try and win. Yeah. And I get it. I get it. But it's frustrating. Dude, yeah. We can't we can't keep talking baseball. This has gone on too long for the podcast. <laughs> but but anyways, yeah. we wanted to give you a little extra content because we're late on the episode. Um, and let me just leave you with this final thought. In twenty twenty one, the pirate franchise had an estimated value of one point two eight five billion dollars. And it was bought in 96 by Robert Nutting who still owns it for 92 million dollars. So they're making some fucking money, but they're not winning any ball games. And the way they're doing it like you said is they're they're getting these rookies, they're training them, they they have a great eye for new talent and they'll pick these guys up dirt cheap. And then they essentially are they just act as like this uh, carousel 
You know, we get all these great ball players, and then they go on. We after we get rid of them, they go on to win Cy Young awards. They go on to win like World Series and different teams. They go on to the Yankees. They go on to all these different teams that will pay big bucks for it. And the Pirates just scoop up all the money because they sell these guys off, or they trade them off for better deals, or for like you said, maybe they'll get get a guy who looks like he's gonna turn the team around. You know, they've got Frazier right now. I'm done talking. They got Frazier. They're gonna get rid of Frazier. He's leading the league in hits. He plays for the Pirates. He's leading the league in base hits this year. And they have a yeah. they have the worst record in baseball. But they're going to get rid of him. Either number one, because he's going to ask for more money next year. Because he knows he's worth it. Or they know they can make money off him. and Just fucking get rid of him. <laughs> so that's what they do all the time. Anyways, hey, this has been episode 182 of PS. This is awesome. Thanks for listening. Hopefully our baseball talk makes you want to get on to MLB The Show 21 and challenge me to a game. Maybe you can break my 4-0 streak. Maybe you can't. Let's find out. Our uh, PSN addresses are already listed at the beginning of the show. So I don't have anything else to say. Jake, we're good. Thanks for tuning in. Again, we'll be back when we are back, hopefully within a week or two. Like Rashard Rocket League in RBI Baseball. P.S. P.S. This is awesome. This is awesome.